Scene 3, David and Bathsheba, 2 Samuel, Chapter 11. Bathsheba stood on the rooftop of her home bathing and cleansing her body. She covered herself with oils and perfumes that her husband had sent back to her. She smiled and washed her body, thinking of Uriah. Lila, what does your husband do? Well, he is a servant of the king at his palace. But you know this, Bathsheba. Why do you ask? I was wondering what it would be like to have a husband who is not always off at war. Uriah was a soldier when I married him, and I understood he would be gone often, but I find myself missing him. He is off fighting King David's wars while David sits in the palace doing whatever he likes. Well, we just need to hope that this war ends soon, and Uriah comes back unharmed, so you can see your husband again. I hate to see you so lonely like this. It is in the Lord's hands, Lila. The Lord will keep him safe. Now, dry me off and hand me my robe that Uriah had made for me. I hate to be up here too long. Someone might see me from the palace. It looks right over this place. At once, my lady. that evening, Bathsheba laid lounging about in her home. She thought of her husband Uriah and how she missed him. Mistress, there are messengers at the door. King David has sent for you. King David? Why on earth would he send for me at this hour? I do not know, my lady. His messengers would not say. Messenger wants to speak to you. Bathsheba moved down the stairs. The king said he wanted to speak with me? Why is that? He wants you to join him in his chambers. He wants to speak with you. I cannot refuse his offer. He is king, after all. I will go to him at once. Lila, fetch my finest dress, the gold one, and my sapphire necklace, too. Do my hair as well. I cannot look unkept for the king. Right away, mistress. Messengers led Bathsheba to David's chambers and opened the door for her, and Bathsheba walked in. The smell of wine permeated the room. Bathsheba, thank you for joining me tonight. Here, have a seat. I will pour you a glass of wine. Thank you, my king. Why is it you summoned me? Your husband and your father have served me well. I am pleased to report they are still healthy on the battlefront. That is good to hear, my king. Thank you for sharing that information with me. But your messenger could have told me that. Is there another reason you summoned me? Would you join me for a private meal tomorrow morning? Certainly. I would love to be in attendance. I will leave as soon as I arise to share a meal with you. You don't have to leave your home at all tomorrow. You can spend the night here. <laughs> your laugh is infectious. I see you around the city and the court. Why are you so solemn? You should laugh more. It's hard to be happy when Uriah is always at war. I can't stop thinking I'll lose him. I have a gift for you. I selected these sapphire earrings for you. It might help you keep your mind off your loneliness. They are yours if you'll have them. They're beautiful, my king. They match my necklace. Here, let me put them on you. And hold your hair back so you can see them in my mirror. 
Wow, these are gorgeous. Are you sure you want to give them to me and not one of your wives? <laughs> they don't show any favor from me anymore. You are not the only one who is lonely. And besides, they compliment you better than they would any of my wives. Or rather, you compliment the earrings better. I don't know what to say. You don't have to say anything. But I would love a kiss. Just one. I... It would be a pleasure, my king. I didn't say no, Lila. I gave in to my desires, and I betrayed my husband. It's not your fault, Bathsheba. He is the king. You can't refuse him. But the entire court knows. It's only a matter of time before Uriah hears. He's going to be angry at David, not you. He's the one who summoned you to his chamber. It does not work that way, Lila. You know that. Women are always at fault, and the king won't admit his mistakes. Besides, the encounter is the least of my problems now. It's been a month since I laid with the king the first time, and I have not bled. I'm afraid I'm pregnant. Scene 1. Anointing of David. Samuel chapter 16. After Saul is disobedient to God, Saul lost God's favor and spoke to Samuel to seek a new man to be king. How long will you grieve over Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and set out. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have decided one of his sons to be king. How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. Take the heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrificial feast, and then I will make known to you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I point out to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded of him and traveled to Bethlehem. He arrived at Bethlehem with a heifer and summoned the elders. The elders trembled before him and asked if he came in peace. He told the elders of the sacrifice he planned. He invited Jesse and his sons to the sacrificial feast and told them to purify themselves. A few miles away, a handsome boy around 15 sat on a boulder playing the lyre. He was a shepherd watching over his sheep while at pasture. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. You restore my soul, O Lord, and guide me along right pathways for your name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff. 
A bear stepped out into the pasture and mauled one of the sheep. The sheep's blood coated the grass and it laid whimpering. The boy heard the bear and grabbed his sling and a few stones. The bear saw the boy and stood up tall on his two hind legs. The bear stood and towered over the boy and roared. The boy roared back. He placed a large stone in his sling and spun it and released it toward the bear. The stone hit the bear in the jaw. The bear lowered his front legs and took another stone to the face. Blood trickled out of the bear's eye and it whimpered and growled. The shepherd boy threw a final stone and hit the bear directly in the face again. The bear retreated and left the flock alone. The sheep whimpered weakly, bleeding in the field. It bleated in pain. The boy walked toward the sheep, tended to its wounds, and lifted it onto his shoulders and carried it as he gathered his sheep and moved home. Jesse Samuel, Jesse's son, the elders, and others gathered for the sacrificial feast. Samuel cut and sacrificed the heifer and burnt it. They divided the other heifer they brought to the feast. Samuel scanned the room looking for the sons of Jesse's. He saw Jesse's eldest, Eliab, at the edge of the room. He was tall and handsome. Oh, yes, Eliab. He will be the one I shall anoint. Look not at his appearance and lofty stature, for I have cast him aside. For not as man sees does God see, for man sees with the eyes, and the Lord sees with the heart. Samuel, this is my son Abinadab. Is he the one you seek? This one too, the Lord has not chosen. What about Shammah, or any of my other sons? The Lord has not chosen any of these sons. Do you have any others? There is just David. He is my youngest, and he is out tending the flock. Then send someone to fetch him. We will not start the feast without him. David arrived at the feast after tending to the flock. He arrived and Samuel saw him. David was roughed up, but still had fine eyes and was handsome. Arise! This is the one, Samuel. Anoint him. He shall be king. You are the one I am here for, David. I will anoint you. Uh, excuse me? Who are you? Why are you anointing me? Yeah, why him? He's the youngest. I'm the eldest son. It should be me. No! The Lord told me to anoint David. He is the one who will be king. Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers. Scene 2. David versus Goliath. 1 Samuel, chapter 17. The Philistine army 
in the Israelite army opposed each other. The armies of Israel massed and encamped in the valley of Allah. The Philistines stood on one hill, and the Israelites stood on another. A ravine laid between the two armies. A single Philistine stood apart from the crowd and taunted the army of Israel. His armor was larger than some men, and he stood over eight feet tall. Why should you come forth to the void for battle? Am I not the Philistine, and you slaves to Saul? Is Saul not the strongest among you? Why does he not come out to face me? If he will not come, then let a champion come and face me. If he prevail in battle against me and strike me down, we shall be slaves to you. But if I prevail and strike him down, you will be slaves to us and serve us. I am the one who has insulted the Israelite army this day. Give me a man and let us do battle together. Why doesn't Saul fight him? He is supposed to be stronger than any Philistine, even this giant. Saul is a coward. He will let us all die before he puts his own life at risk. Have you seen this man? He insults Israel, and the king says, Whoever strikes this man down, the king will make rich, and will give his daughter and his father's household will be free from levies to Israel. What will be done for the man who strikes down the Philistine? David? Who is watching the flock? Why are you here? Father asked me to deliver rations to the army and also to receive tokens from you to make sure that you are still alive. Seems you are alive, but also cowards. Maybe I should strike down the Philistine who would insult the army of the living God. I know you, David, and your wicked impulses. You've only come to watch the battle. It was only to talk, Eliab. I've not done anything. I shall leave and inform Father that all of you are alive. Farewell, brothers. David left, but other soldiers heard the brave words of David and made their way to Saul. Saul sent men to find David, and David arrived and was in the presence of Saul. Let no man's heart fail him. Your servant will go and do battle with this Philistine. You cannot go against the Philistine and do battle with him, for you are a boy and he is a man of war from his youth. Your servant is a boy, yes, but a shepherd he has been for his father. When a lion or a bear would come and take a sheep from the herd, I would go after it and strike it down and rescue the sheep from its clutches. I have struck down both bear and lion, and this Philistine will be no different, for he has insulted the army of the living God. The Lord has rescued me from the lion and the bear, and he will rescue me from the Philistine. I admire your spirit, boy. You may face the Philistine. You may use my personal armor and sword for your safety. I do not mean to refuse your gifts, my king, but I am not used to your armor and weapons. They will hinder my movement. I will use my own weapons and gear. Very well. Go and may the Lord be with you. My king, why are you leaving the fate of this battle up to a boy? He will certainly lose and die. Even though he won't, we won't plan to on following through with the terms of losing this battle, it will not be good for morale to see a boy get slaughtered by this giant. If the Lord is truly with him, he will win. If he loses, we shall fight the battle and the Lord will be with us. David walked toward the Philistine. He grabbed his shepherd's staff, his sling, and five smooth stones from the river. He hid his sling in his clothing as he approached a large Philistine only showing the staff he brought with him. 
the Philistine looked at David with disgust and despised him. Am I a dog that you should come at me with sticks? I curse you and your God. Come to me that I may give your flesh to the birds of the heavens and the beasts of the fields. You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, and I have come to you with the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the army of Israel that you have insulted. This day shall the Lord give you over into my hand, and I will strike you down and take your head, and I will give your corpse and the corpses of the Philistines this day to the birds of heaven and the beasts of earth. And all shall know that Israel has a God, and all shall know that it is not by sword or by spear that the Lord delivers, for the battle in the Lord's name and he shall deliver into your hand. The Philistine stepped forward and moved toward David. David then ran toward the Philistine and attempted to look as if he was going to engage in hand-to-hand combat with the giant man. The Philistine grinned and readied his spear to engage David as soon as David came into range. David then dropped his staff, took out a sling, loaded in one of his stones, and stopped running just out of reach of the Philistine and quickly aimed, spun his sling, released the stone, and... The stone struck the Philistine in the middle of the forehead and sunk into his skull. He fell on his face. The Philistine laid down stunned as he was bested. David ran up to the Philistine, took his sword from him, and then David stabbed the Philistine in the heart, removed his head, and raised it for the Philistines to see. Shout! Stunned, the Philistines fled, and the Israelites gave chase. Whose son is this lad, Abner? By your life, my king, I do not know. Let us ask him when he returns. These are scenes of David. Actors are including Tyler Ryan, Dan Zagetti. Jim Fitzgerald, Nora Zagetti, and Hannah Fitzgerald. Music by David Levy.